Proverbs chapter 16 is where we're going to be this evening. If you want to take your Bibles and turn to Proverbs 16. The idea of the book of Proverbs is that you ought to think carefully about your life. You ought to think carefully about where your life is headed. And it'd do all of us good to think about that. Consider this question. Where do you want your life to be in the next five years? You know, where do you want your life to be in the next 10 to 20 years? That has everything to do with where your life is today and where it's headed. And so you must carefully consider which path your life is taking. And that has everything to do with wisdom. And wisdom, of course, is the way of life for someone who's rightly related to God. Wisdom doesn't mean you understand everything uh, that's going on in life, but it means you make the next right response. You have skill in moral living, and we could all uh, have some more skill in moral living, couldn't we? The word wisdom has that idea. So Proverbs helps you and me learn how to live. And so if you're there in Proverbs 16, let's stand. We'll look at these first nine verses. Um, And I want to just simply encourage you with this thought tonight, to submit your plans to the Lord. Submit your plans to the Lord. You know, that'll help you. It'll help you. That'll spare you from a lot of heartache, from a lot of unnecessary pain. If you submit your plans to the Lord, that will bring you back around if you've gone off track even, if you submit your plans to the Lord. So Proverbs chapter 16, verse 1 says this, the preparations of the heart in man and the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. All the ways of man are clean in his own eyes, but the Lord weigheth the spirits. Commit commit thy works unto the Lord, and thy thoughts shall be established. The Lord hath made all things for himself, yea, even the wicked for the day of evil. Everyone that is proud in heart is an abomination to the Lord, though hand join in hand he shall not be unpunished. By mercy and truth iniquity is purged, and by the fear of the Lord men depart from evil." When a man's ways please the Lord, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. Better is a little with righteousness than great revenues without right. A man's heart deviseth his way, but the Lord directeth his steps. Could you read verse 9 out loud with me together? Begin. A man's heart deviseth his way, but the Lord directeth his steps. Let's read it together one more time. A man's heart deviseth his way, but the Lord directeth his steps. Let's look to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for this wonderful night. Thank you um, for your word. And I'm thankful that we have your word preserved for us and that it gives us guidance. It gives us direction. It teaches us the ways of wisdom. And so tonight, may we have open hearts and minds to what your word may have for us. And Lord, may we have a heart that's ready to submit to whatever you ask us to do in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for standing. You may be seated. You have plans, don't you? (laughs) We all have plans. Uh, We are planning people. Um, Even if you don't plan, you're still planning in a way. Um, Career plans, wedding plans, anyone? Wedding plans? God bless you. I see those hands, Ben and Shay. Anyone want to have wedding plans, huh? Young adults, all right, all right. Financial plans, right? After church plans, which means eating, right? Because you got to eat after church. Even if you ate before church, don't you know that church just does something to you where you're hungry afterwards anyways? I don't know how that works, but plans to go out, plans to maybe buy a house, plans regarding what you're going to do tomorrow, business plans, Plans for what you wear. You know, that'll help you, guys. 
plans to what you wear. Uh, vacation plans. Life is one big planning session. Uh, several planning sessions. I mean, you plan to get in the other lane when you want to pass a vehicle, which by the way is the left lane. <laughs> I'm just trying to help some folks with their plans here tonight. <laughs> uh, we make plans all the time, don't we? Whether we think of through them or not. We're either planning to listen in this moment or not. We either plan to read our Bibles or not. We're either planning to spend time with God in prayer or not. We have all kinds of plans. And I just want to say this tonight, that it's not wrong to have plans. It's not wrong to have plans. However, it is wrong to plan without God. It is wrong to plan without God. This teaches, this passage that we read tonight teaches that the Lord rules over human initiative. I love what one author said. He said, secular man who feels so self-confident paradoxically is plagued with fear. Pious people who know God's sovereignty and their limitations live in prayer and in peace. And I see from this passage tonight simply that we would do really well to submit our plans unto the Lord. That that is the way of wisdom. The best plan for planning is to submit them to God. And so from this passage, I see several reasons directly from the text as to why we should submit our plans to the Lord. First of all, you and I should submit our plans to the Lord because He has the final say. Verse 1 says, The preparations of the heart in man and the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. This verse works in cooperation with verse 9. It's almost as if verse 1 and verse 9 are bookends to this passage of Scripture. He says the preparations, which is simply just the arranging, the setting in order of, of a man's heart. It, 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 the answer, that's the response. It's from the Lord. I like what this man said. He said, God has not only the last word, but the soundest. So not only does God have the last word, but he has the best word. Um, Audrey and Jace, I'm sure if you have children, they've done this to you before. They, they know one of our rules in our house is we're not going to have snacks anytime close to mealtime. You know, prior to dinner, within a few hours, we're not having snacks. A few sounds mean. A couple hours, I don't know. Uh, lunch is the same thing. And the other night, Jace and Audrey, you know, have a ton of cosmic brownies in the house. Thank God for I Love My Church Sunday. And um, they ask if they can have a cosmic brownie, but Audrey, being seven years old now and, and learning the ways of wisdom, she comes to me and she says, Dad, um, Jason and I were wondering if we could have a cosmic brownie. It's like an hour before dinner. But we know that dinner's coming up, and so we figured that you'd say no anyways, but I just wanted to see. So she understands that Dad has the final say, right? She's arranging things in her heart. She's planning things in her heart, but she knows that mom and dad are going to say no. And I'm like, okay, you know. So yeah, no. All right. Now I'm not a mean dad, right? But we have a lot of plans. We have a lot of thoughts and that's fine. We just need to respect the fact that God has the final say. Look, you may have a lot of thoughts about what you want to do in your life, young people, young adults, teenagers, but God ultimately has the final say. To all of my married friends, we, we may have a lot of thoughts about marriage, but ultimately God has the final say. I think this also from verse 2, you and I should submit our plans to the Lord because you and I cannot trust ourselves. Verse 2 says, all the ways of man are clean in his own eyes, but the Lord weigheth the spirits. Oftentimes you and I, we don't have an accurate view of ourselves. Have you ever noticed that? Uh, it says that we, we see ourselves clean, pure, unmixed, free from foreign substances. A man may think that his ways are innocent or pure, but the Lord examines the heart, the motives. And we're partial, I've found, when it comes to judging ourselves, aren't we? We can't trust ourselves. But get this, God's judgment is 100% accurate. 
all the time. He's not impartial in his judgments. He sees what others don't see. He sees what you and I even don't see. And he weighs our actions and our words. Not just that, he weighs our spirit, our attitude. He looks beyond just the exterior and evaluates the heart. So let God check the content of your plan. Does the content of your plan match his revealed will, the scripture? Let him check your motive. Let him check your attitude. I see this. You and I should submit our plans to the Lord because doing so produces peace. Verse number three says, commit thy works unto the Lord and thy thoughts shall be established. It's this idea of rolling on or transferring your thoughts, your heart onto the Lord. I like what Charles Bridges said. He said, independence was the destruction of our well-being. In a world, in a society, in a culture that says, be independent. Man, there's, there's good to that in measure, but appendance, independence apart from God is not a good thing, my friend. And so we too are to commit our lives to him by prayer, by obedience. We can't transfer it back. Many of you, your life verse is um, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. And in all thy ways acknowledge him. And that's not how it goes, right? Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. And lean not into thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him. And he shall direct. It's not my life first. It's your life first, right? Um, and he shall direct thy paths, right? Okay. We can't, we can't trust ourselves when we submit our plans to the Lord. It provides peace in our lives. I see this also. We should submit our plans to the Lord because he can take care of that which is beyond our control. Verse number four, the Lord hath made all things for himself, yea, even the wicked for the day of evil. This doesn't say that God created man wicked. That's not what the scripture is saying, and some may try to twist it to say that, but just a little theological thing here. God didn't create us wicked. Ultimately, man became wicked of his own volition and his own choice of disobedience because Genesis 127 tells us that God created man in his own image, in the image of God. Created he him, male and female, created he them. Ecclesiastes 7.29, lo, this only have I found that God hath made man Man upright, not wicked, but they have sought out many inventions. This verse is teaching that God has set things in motion in such a way that we will receive that which we sow. There's no way around it. You and I should submit our plans to the Lord, verse 5, because he detests pride. Notice everyone that is proud in heart is an abomination to the Lord. Though hand join in hand, he shall not go unpunished. One author said this, many are the forms of this hateful spirit. Some are proud of their beauty. Some are proud of their talents. Some are proud because of their rank or position. Some are proud of their goodness, all forgetting that they have nothing which they have not received. All unconscious that they are an abomination to the Lord. And I want you to notice from this verse that not only does God notice the outward expressions of our pride, but he sees the pride that's in our heart. We can hide our pride uh, with a pleasant, humble face. Or, or the language that we use, but ultimately God sees the heart. And if you're not submitting your plans to the Lord, that's just, that's just something that is of a proud heart. You and I should submit our plans to the Lord also, I see, because we are prone to sin. Verse number six, by mercy and truth, iniquity is purged, and by the fear of the Lord, men depart from evil. Uh, the power of sin has broken mankind. Sin has resisted us as a way of honoring God. Forgiving grace is also transforming grace. All of our plans should be filtered by the fear of the Lord. Verse number six, all of our plans should be filtered by the fear of the Lord. You know what? That will filter our plans to gossip. If we have a healthy fear of the Lord, we're not going to gossip and slander about people. It'll filter our plans to go to that wrong website, to join the crowd and just do what everybody else is doing 
You and I should submit our plans to the Lord because we're prone to sin. How about this? We should submit our plans to the Lord because He can take care of those who oppose us. And I'll tell you this, young people, that when you submit your plans to the Lord, there will be people who oppose you. There will be people that say, what in the world are you doing? You're going to go do what? You mean you go to church three times a week, four times a week if you count Sunday school? There's going to be men that oppose you, but God will take care of them. You leave that to God. Submit your plans to the Lord. You and I should submit our plans to the Lord because we need to do right regardless of the results. Look at verse 8. Better is a little with righteousness than great revenues without right. Um, One man said this, that the lines contrast the modest income with the abundant income. Using money as an illustration here. But the real contrast is between righteousness and the lack of justice or injustice. Justice is used for both legal justice and ethical uh, conduct. An unethical plan may bring in some more money, but it won't bring in more peace. And so you can make more money at the car lot if you lie, but it won't bring you more peace. You can make more money if you falsified a report, but it won't bring you more peace. You could get a better grade if you plagiarize, if you cheat on the exam, or you said you read chapters that you didn't, but you won't have more peace. Men will be judged not according to what they had, but according to what they did. And then verse 9, which is really, I believe, the key verse in this text, which teaches us that you and I should submit our plans to the Lord because He may overrule your or my plan for our own good. A man's heart deviseth his way, but the Lord directeth his step. That word devise means to calculate, to plan, to think out. Um, but the Lord directs, He establishes, He confirms. And I want you to know, He's not just concerned about where you end up, but He's concerned about the steps as well. Steps, every turn, not just the big events in life, but He watches over your every decision, your every step. Man proposes, one man said, but God disposes. Think about the story of Haman. He made the gallows. He thought he was going to get rid of the Jews, but uh, God disposed of that plan, didn't He? Joseph's brothers thought, we're going to sell our brother into slavery and get rid of him and he'll never come back. And then there's Joseph standing before his brothers again. You see, man proposes, but God disposes. Philippians 2 verse 13 says, For it is God which worketh in you, both to will and to do his good pleasure. James 4.15, For that ye ought to say, If the Lord will, we shall live and do this or do that. 1 Corinthians 4.19, But I will come to you shortly, if the Lord will. So simply tonight, this doesn't teach us that we should stop planning altogether. That's, that's not what the scripture is teaching. I believe God made you and I to be creative. I believe God is honored when we plan. But it does mean that you and I need to, we need to seek humbly God's advice on the matters of life. That we humbly need to submit our plans to God for the final approval. And so very simply tonight, church family, we're going into summer Will you submit your summer plans to the Lord? How about this? Will will you submit your career plans to the Lord? How about this one? Submit your marriage plans to the Lord. Accept the fact that sometimes things don't go as we planned. I mean, health changes over time. Families change. Job changes. I want to encourage the young people here tonight to learn to submit your plans to God's plan by learning to submit to your authority in your life. 
God didn't place your mom and dad in your lives by accident. He knew exactly what he was doing. He knew exactly who to surround you with. And though your parents aren't perfect, none of us are perfect. You would do really well to submit your plans not only to God, but also to the authority that God gave you in the home. That being mom and dad. They have an insight that you don't have being their child. They see things, they care about you. They want what's best for you. It'd do good to submit your plans to your authority in your life. Give your parents the veto power. There's nothing wrong with that. But as adults, we still need to submit. That never ends in life. We need to submit to a supervisor at work, submit to a department leader, submit to a Sunday school teacher. Can I just say this? God is a better planner than you are. I'm not trying to be mean when I say that. Uh, He has a lot more experience and he's worked on far greater projects. Think about creation. He did it in six days. How about the coordination of the revelation of the Bible? 40 different authors, 66 books, thousands of years. Actions and practice speak when our words do not. So to go through our Christian lives without faithful Bible reading and consistent prayer, here's what that says. It says, I'm relying on my own plans. I'm not relying and submitting my plans to the Lord. While you may never say, I'll plan this without God's help, is your life reflecting that attitude in the way that you live? The truth of this passage, when I, when I read it, when I was studying it, this word just kept coming back, humility, humility, humility. We live in a world that's full of pride. All of us are prideful, some of us more than others, varying degrees of pride. But we all need to work on our pride. And the Bible says that God resists the proud, but he gives grace unto the humble. So the truth of this passage should produce humility. You should humbly submit your plans to the Lord because he is sovereign and he knows what is best for you. So tonight, why don't you come and submit your plans unto the Lord? Let's all stand.